And welcome in to the weekend on April 4th and 5th. Thomas Miller here on the Fun Astrology Podcast. We're going to talk in this episode about the big thing of the weekend, which is the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. And I have quite a bit of information that I've pulled on this, so let's just go ahead and jump in. It takes place on April 4th, Saturday, at 10.43 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Now, like Saturn-Pluto's conjunction in Capricorn, this is one of those things that has not appeared for over 200 years. In fact, the last time that Pluto and Jupiter danced this dance was back in 1771. Now, it's not that Pluto and Jupiter don't conjunct. They do. In fact, they conjunct about every 13 years. The last time that they were together was 2007. It just wasn't in Capricorn. It's the same thing with Saturn and Pluto. It's not that Saturn and Pluto never conjunct. They do conjunct about every 30 years. They just don't conjunct in Capricorn. And Capricorn being ruled by Saturn has been the big tipping point of all of this. So you can go back and reconstruct any of these dates of of these conjunctions. But if you wanted to go back and look at when has Jupiter and Pluto conjuncted prior to the last time of 2007, well, you can Google it. I mean, that's probably the easiest way. You could look at various other sources, but that would probably be the easiest way to do it. It's just a good old Google search of Jupiter, Saturn, uh, sorry, I'm going to say Saturn, get Saturn out of here, Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Now, the other striking thing about this one is that it's going to happen three times between now and next year. That's because of the retrogrades. So it happens April 4th. It happens June 30th and November 12th. There's one other component to this that we'll throw in the mix, and then we'll start to dissect this a little bit. And I don't talk about the outer asteroids, but one of the major, one of the four major asteroids is Pallas. That's Roman Pallas to Greeks, Athena. And Pallas is also conjunct right at 25 degrees, 46 minutes, Capricorn. Now, like I said, I don't bring these into this conversation that much because one of time and second, I just don't study them. They're not part of my astrological practice. However, if you look at Pallas and what Pallas represents, it basically is at the core how we solve problems. You could extend that to say it's our ability to recognize patterns or to rearrange things and or to rearrange things. So there's a problem solving, even a lightness to Pallas being here at this intersection. So it might be, thank goodness we have Pallas at this party, because if you look at the rest of the energy, Jupiter and Pluto are conjoining at 24 degrees Capricorn. Saturn is at zero degrees Aquarius, so that's a six-degree orb. Let's call that a conjunction. Pallas is at 25 degrees Capricorn. Let's call that a conjunction. And Mars is at 3 degrees 38 minutes Aquarius. That's a nine, uh, almost a nine degree orb, 8.7 degree orb, let's say. So if you're comfortable with 10 degree orbs on conjunctions, then Mars is also in the party. Does that sound strikingly familiar? (laughs) January 12th. We had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. 
but Mars and Jupiter and Mercury were in the parentheses bracket. Now we have just four, but they are a big four. Jupiter and Pluto conjunct exactly, Pallas almost one degree off, Saturn six degrees off, and Mars just under nine degrees away. And I would say that it's worth pointing out that still we have Saturn and Mars in a sign ruled by Saturn, and that's Aquarius. Now you say, wait a minute, what about Uranus? Yes, Uranus is the modern ruler, but the ancient ruler and one that we still acknowledge is Saturn rules Aquarius. Okay, so let's pick this thing apart. If we go back to... 1771. So that's the last time that they were together in Capricorn. There was the Great Russian Plague. It was a massive outbreak of the bubonic plague in central Russia. And in Moscow alone, it took somewhere between 50,000 and 100,000 lives. You can Google that. Just look up Russian Plague 1771 and you'll find it. Now, again, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you have to report what's there and not look away from it. So as we trace some other things going back, the 1918 flu pandemic in the United States that we're talking about so much now, that also took place under a Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Cancer. And if we go all the way back to what I've been talking about since I did that video that's available for free if you'd like to download it, It's at soulfoodtalks.com. Go to the freebies tab, and in there is a Saturn-Pluto conjunction video that I did on my birthday, which was in October. So that's a full month and a half to two months out from when we first began to even hear about the coronavirus, much less know that this was a big threat. But that's available there if you'd like to go back and look at what was said from this program, at least back then. But I mentioned in there the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto, which took place in the year 1318. And in 1347 was the beginning of the bubonic plague, the Black Death. And that involved Jupiter and Pluto in Aries. They had moved on from Capricorn and Pluto had moved through. Basically, it was in the earlier stages of Capricorn on that conjunction. It moved through Capricorn through Aquarius, through Pisces, and was in early Aries. Now, Jupiter rotates around the astrological chart, or around the sun, every 12 years. So it's going to intersect Pluto. It's really about every 13 because of the retrogrades, but about every 12, 13 years, Jupiter and Pluto have a meeting. But like we've said, it takes Pluto 248 years to go all the way around, so they are not going to conjoin in any one given sign but once every 250 years, basically. And that's where we are now. In the summer, when they can join on June 30th, they will both be in retrograde, and so will Saturn. So the whole party will be in retrograde. Oh, boy, we get to do it again. It's like the kids. Do it again, Daddy, do it again. Uh, We get to do it again, and they'll be in retrograde, and then when they turn direct, they'll conjoin again November 12th. I saw one thing I thought I'd leave you with that I thought was pretty cool. The seismologists, the folks who watch the vibrations of the earth, basically, are saying that the earth is not vibrating as much as it was. So all these major cities that have toned down and calmed down have noticeably shown up on seismograph. But I think what has happened is all of that noise 
has moved online. <laughs> it's, it's all on the internet now. Haven't you noticed? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff around this from all kinds of different angles. So I'm just like, you know what? When I was in Aspen skiing for, you know, and, and doing all the mountain thing for three years, when we would go skiing, we'd always avoid the crowds. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to avoid the crowd. So what I'm doing is just going more inside for meditation now, because I really do think there's just a tremendous amount of noise online, and I'm trying to declutter and tone that down. So whatever this is, is going to unfold. And I mean, I think what we do is we just stay on the positive side of this energy that whatever is happening, just like all these other times, things have always come out better on the other side. And that's the historic pattern. If you want to look at one piece of history, look at that. The outcome 50, 100 years later was always better. Always, always better. So we'll get there, and who knows? I mean, this might be just a massive, radical, spiritual transformation, or there could be some darkness. There could be some dark tunnels to go through, and we'll find all of that out as they present themselves. I think for me, what I'm doing is just trying to keep in the right vibration of love and joy and peace and contentment that I chose to be on the earth at this time, and I'm going to ride that one out all the way through. Thanks for stopping by over the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good one. Bye-bye.